This podcast is sponsored by Mitten Marketing Solutions. If you have struggled to grow your online presence, revenue, or community, you definitely need to check them out at MittenMarketingSolutions.com. Mitten Marketing has drastically increased business for many company social media profiles through organic traffic, customer engagement, and digital marketing uniquely tailored for your needs. Again, specifically for your business needs, check out MittenMarketingSolutions.com. Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. I'm Riley Clark, and alongside me, as always, is... Trevor Jensen. And we are back with episode 54. Holy crap, we're at 54 now, and I still can't believe we made it past 50. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the two-week delay. We've just been handling some things. I had some things going on with hockey. Actually, why don't we touch on that a little bit, Mr. Uh, Championship? Yeah, so, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it much on the podcast. No, not at all, but congratulations. But- in an earlier episode, we did say that I was playing for a semi-pro team called the Muskegon Voyagers, Woo-woo. and we just won the league championship. Inaugural season. Yep, first ever champs, so shout M- out to my boys what on is the Voyagers. It? M-I-H-L? Is that, is it? Yeah, Michigan yeah. Independence Hockey League, so make sure to look that up. I always try to flip the I and the H, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was just say it was great hockey, great game. You played a great season, and I'm very proud of you, buddy. Thank you. So that's why the delay. I was just busy with playoffs and mm-hmm. yeah, and it like was that, so. it was good to take a couple of weeks to ourselves yeah. and get get everything back in order so we could get everything in order for you guys. Yeah. So we have came back with another. Does it go bump? I guess that's what we're going with today. Yeah. And it is another great one, just like yeah, David I was going to say. And this is what off the No Sleep Reddit forum it again is from the No Sleep Reddit forum. Once again, we another hitter into their archives of great stories. Because they always be producing the goodest content. Because I don't have grammar. And this today. one like stuck out to me right away because of the title. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, get into the title and who was by then. So the title is "I Saw a Shrunken Head in a Museum." And I think I recognized it. Oh, that one's in. That. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> Let's just go to the day. Say, that, like, oh. somehow we get separated in life, and, like, I go to a museum, and I see a shrunken head, and it's you. Or Alex. Or Alex. <laughs> <laughs> just all of his hair. And... <laughs> oh, man. That would be really wild. That would be really wild. But this story was by... Uh, this is highly debated. Debate this. this is highly <laughs> debated between us. Pudinator? Pudinator? It's one of the two. I don't know. It's P-U-D-E-N-A-T-O-R. I'm saying Pudinator. I don't know. My grandma no good. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we just go ahead and uh, get right into the story then. I never knew my mother. I was only eight months old when she died. Well, when she was murdered. I don't know much else about it. In fact, I didn't even know she was murdered until two years ago when I was 15. You see, my dad doesn't like to talk about her at all, and so 
he never discussed why she was no longer with us. I've seen photos of her, and so I know what she looks like, but I wasn't told much about her. I always thought she died of sickness, or maybe in a freak accident, so I was very surprised when I found out that she had been murdered. I wish that my father would talk about it more though, because I want to know how it happened. I've heard a few rumors at school about how she died. I overheard one kid say that she was kidnapped and held for ransom before being killed when my dad didn't pay. Another kid told me that she was decapitated, and her head was never found. So I really didn't know what to believe, and I couldn't ask my dad to fill in the details. Ever since I found out about my mother's fate, however, I have become overly interested in true crime, and I especially enjoy learning about unsolved mysteries. That's how I found out about this strange museum that suddenly appeared in my town. My friend Ellie had first told me about it. Have you seen the museum that opened in the old library? She asked me one day at lunchtime. I replied that I hadn't seen it and I didn't know anything about it, so she went on to explain what it was. I heard that it is a museum that's all about famous murder cases and has a lot of exhibits that feature real crime scene photos and even a few items that were taken from a murder site. She explained, I'm going there on Saturday. Did you want to come? I thought about it for a moment, but then remembered that I had planned to spend the day with my dad. So I had to tell her that I couldn't make it, which she seemed disappointed about. I thought about this museum for the rest of the school day I began to wonder what crimes would have exhibits. Maybe they'll have an exhibit for my mum. I thought, maybe I could find out more about her murder. I thought long and hard about whether or not I should try to go to the museum and finally, I decided that I would go on Sunday. My dad was going out of town for the day for work, so it was the perfect time to go. I spent the rest of the week leading up to Sunday, both excited and nervous. I was excited because I knew that I would find the museum very interesting, but nervous because I didn't know how exactly or what to expect. When Sunday finally rolled around, I was more excited than nervous. My dad left early on Sunday morning, so I knew that I had most of the day to explore the mysterious museum without him seeing me there. I got up at around 8.30 and got dressed and ready for my day. I then walked across town to where the library used to be. I soon arrived and saw instead of the sign that used to read Town Library, there was now a sign that freshly painted with the words Murder Museum. There was already a couple people in line when I arrived and so I stood behind them and I waited my turn to enter the museum. In front of me was a large man that had a small tattoo of a bird on his cheek. He appeared to also be by himself, and it looked like he was quite excited to go in. He made it to the front of the line and bought a ticket and entered through the front door. It was now my turn, so I walked up to the little booth. So I walked up to the little booth that had been set up and I approached the younger man sitting inside the booth. The man selling the tickets was around 25 and he had long black hair and a large smile that was filled with crooked yellow teeth. Ticket for one, please. I said to the young man and handed over a $10 note that I had gotten from my part-time job. The man took my money without saying anything. 
and handed me a small paper ticket that read, Admit One. He then pointed me to the direction of the front door and said, Enter at your own risk. I walked over to the main door and pushed it open and stepped inside, not knowing what to expect. What I found inside was mostly old newspaper articles of old murders and old fading photos of what appeared to be crime scenes. They all were in glass displays, and the displays lined up in the rows that led to another door. I looked through each of the newspaper articles, searching for any mention of my mother. Unfortunately, I couldn't find anything about her, not even a mention of her name or present in any of the newspaper articles. I was disappointed, but I still found it fascinating reading about all of the true crime that had been committed. I read about Kevin Fuller, the killer who'd hide his victims' bodies inside his own private jet, and I read about Terry Sturt, the man who'd murdered both of his closest friends. I probably spent an hour or so walking down the long line of displays that feature the newspaper articles. I finally made it to the back end of the row of newspapers, cuttings, and found myself standing in front of a small, black door. It was shut, but I had no other way to go but through it. I opened the door, which creaked as I opened it, and I stepped through into the next room. This room had a lot more interesting items. There were displays of old clothing that according to the small plaques underneath displays were clothes that the victims were wearing when they were killed. There were also a few murder weapons that were in small glass cases. There were a few knives, a couple handguns, and even a machete that apparently were used in various murders. I did find this interesting, but I found myself becoming a little bit overwhelmed. I think about all of the victims got me thinking about my own mother. I didn't spend too long in this room because I was becoming increasingly uncomfortable. I moved through the large number of display cases, trying to avoid looking at what was contained inside, and I moved to another door. This one was a bit larger than the previous one, and it was painted a dark red color. I opened the door and I stepped into the next room, worried about what I might find. I walked in and the first thing I noticed was a large glass case that stood in front of me. Inside was a small car. A Volkswagen Golf, I think it was. I quickly read that the car was used to lure victims, and then they would be killed inside of the car. I felt chills run down my spine. As I learned that people were killed inside of the car that I was currently looking at, I turned away from the car, and that's when I saw it, the shrunken head, sitting inside a small glass case across from the other side of the room. I had heard of the shrunken heads before, and I'd seen a few photos of them, but I'd never seen one in real life. I excitedly walked over to it and had looked at the small shriveled head that was staring back at me. I looked at the head and had a sudden sense that I'd recognized the head. I looked closer and even though the head was a lot smaller than usual and it was shriveled and it was hard to make out any facial features, I could still tell exactly who it used to be. It was Ellie, my friend from school, who told me about the museum. I knew that she had come here yesterday 
and I hadn't spoken to her since. I suddenly knew that something terrible had happened. I stood there frozen for a minute, not knowing what to do, what had happened to Ellie yesterday, at this museum. Could the same thing happen to me? I didn't even want to think about it. All I knew was that I had to get out of here. I began to run back the way I came and tried to open the dark red colored door that I'd entered through. It was locked from the side. It was only open to people coming through, but you couldn't go back through it once you had already entered. All I could do was keep going through the museum. No one else was around, and I hadn't seen anyone for quite a while, which was strange because there were definitely people lining up behind me. I knew that I had to continue, so I ran to the next door that was on the other side of the room, past the shrunken head. I didn't look at it as I ran past. I made it to the door, a small green door. I opened it and went through. I could see that this room was empty, apart from the rows of pots, all sitting on top of small, portable gas stoves. Cautiously, I approached the first pot, and I had to look inside. I just had to know what was in there, and once I knew, I really wish I hadn't. Inside the pot, looking back at me, was another head that was boiling inside of the pot. Looking back at me was another head that was boiling inside of the pot. I could already see that this head was slightly smaller than when I had last seen this. It was the small bird tattoo on the head's face that made me realize who I was looking at. I knew that this man had entered before me and somehow his head was now getting boiled inside a pot getting shrunk inside of a pot. Suddenly, there was a noise behind me, and I saw a masked man walk out of the door that was hidden in the corner of the room. He was heading straight towards me and was holding a machete. I knew that this was now my turn to become just a head, just a shrunken head. I felt adrenaline racing through my body, and I began to sprint in the opposite direction to the man who was approaching me. I managed to run to the other end of the room past the row of boiling pots. I saw that there was a small door on the side of the room. I managed to reach it, and I looked back and saw that the man with the machete was now gaining on me. He was not far from reaching me now. I turned the doorknob to the door, and luckily it opened. I felt sunlight hit my face. I was now outside. I was out of the back of the library. I kept running, trying to get back to the front of the library, and then as far away as possible, I was still expecting the door I had come through to swing open and the masked man to run out, but it never did. I managed to navigate my way to the front of the library, and once I was back to the front, I saw that there was no lineup of people waiting to enter. I probably wouldn't have stopped to warn them, even if there was a lineup. I knew that I needed to get as far away from this place as possible, and so I did exactly that. I did go to the police about what I experienced, and they rushed down to the museum, just in case what I was saying was true. When the police arrived, the library was empty. Everything was gone. The newspaper cuttings, the weapons, the car, the shrunken head. I don't know where they all went, but all I know is that they have left my town. Ellie is still classed as missing and the police say that no one knows what happened to her, but I do know what happened. And... Boom! Bum, bum, bum!
That was intense. That was intense. Any was story quite. that has a masked man with a machete chasing you through doors is terrifying. Super terrifying. Especially when there's sh- shrunken heads. Shrunken heads. I don't, how, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Sh- is shrunken heads like an actual thing? To, there, was there a civilization that actually did that? Or is that even not? I, how is that even possible? I think it is real. <laughs> I I think it's like a form of like um, preservation of a body part. Because when how you... How do you um, shrink the bone? I don't know. You know what? I think I'm talking to my ass right now. I don't think you can shrink a skull. I don't think that it's possible. It's just... Why have I heard it happening around the world then? <laughs> Things I mean, like I that. I seen a shrunken head at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. But was it really a shrunken head? Or it was it just like a like... shrunken head? And it's in that museum, it's either just an oddity or it's real. What if it was just like a piece of potato that looked like a shrunken head? It's just potato, man. It's just a potato, man. Mr. Potato Head? No, but in all honesty, I... I don't know. I want to say witchcraft is real and that you can shrink somebody's head. All right. Bear with us. We're going to do a little Google search because now that we're on the topic of shrunken heads, we need to know. Is it true? I got to know. Can you shrink somebody's head? Is it possible to literally shrink something that is a body part? Okay. A shrunken head is a severed and specifically prepared human head that is used for a trophy ritual or trade purpose okay head hunting has occurred in many religions of okay. the world but the practice of head shrinking has only been documented in the northwest region wait of the amazon rainforest wait 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 wait. so it's real you can't shrink a head i'm not even gonna try to get into the science of that shit <laughs> i don't know so apparently if you take a human skull and put it in a pot and boils I'm assuming it wasn't water. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah? <laughs> I'll tentatively say, yeah, I guess you could boil somebody's head down with something. But let's just say you artificially make their head smaller. It's possible. But, like, where did they all go? What happened after they, they got out of yeah, the back? They just pick up and dip like the circus. Or is there something more paranormal at play? Other oh, shrunken heads because of a witch doctor, and the witch doctor is actually controlling everything inside of that library, and that library is actually haunted. But the library isn't haunted because it was a witch doctor. So he, <laughs> you only see it when he wants you to see it. Yeah. So the town is plagued by a witch doctor. Is basically what I'm getting at, and that's that's how shrunken head. I would say like if you're going rainforest stuff, I'm thinking like witchcraft doctor and like yeah. shamans like out here like yeah, doing some stuff. crazy magic. Like yeah, black magic style shit. Yeah, like, they're out here, like, brewing potions with bugs and tarantulas and, like, hey, young under ya, ya, ya. I'm not making fun of them. <laughs> not just, at all. I, that, is, that is just what I envision. We're Americanized people. I'm sorry. I just, I just envision this type of, like, witchcraft, though, because that's all I've ever known. Yeah, like Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> I don't even, yeah. I would say it's the pretty. Witch, okay, the Witch Doctor Scooby-Doo episode is my favorite and always will be my favorite. I do think that culture would be in incredibly awesome to go study though definitely like to go see firsthand like what it truly Amazon is like ultimate goals if you want to fund our uh <laughs> our uh you Help know get trip to the, to the amazon, amazon <laughs> you can just uh go ahead and cash app what goes up for the night <laughs> <laughs> now but back to in all seriousness back to the story this is a great story like I this like is it. really good i really like it 
Yeah, I think this is like a very fun, you know, like this is very possible where you know something in your town like pops up it like bumps. a traveling I'm roadshow. Say that it bumps. Oh yeah, it definitely. I don't know, it's weird bump ever, but it's okay because it works. It's an, it, it's we're working out the kinks. It's been two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> but this story is good because like it's it feels like it could happen like you know like yeah it's a little like on the like kind of cornier side but like it feels like you know a traveling show of some sort or right that's what happens at museums exactly like museums travel because their artwork travels like who's to say that this murder museum isn't like carrying so much spiritual energy that this shit only appears to the people that want see, that, that want to see it that would be something interesting to look into like like going away from the shrunken heads and everything but like king tut like when king tut comes to a Ooh. town like does shit go weird like like I mean, night in museum <laughs> right exactly no but like, not as real. corny but you know what i mean yeah but like does shit go awry because he's not in his tomb or, or like, does bad things follow him like because yeah he's like not is in it his tomb is it like some type of like otherworldly spiritual presence like let's be honest we don't know anything about the egyptians no i really want to know go if see they the were actually even human these pharaohs yeah like what if they were actually aliens for real that would be pretty interesting some of these hieroglyphics hieroglyphics they have on their um like very very like sealed sarcophagi's and like two like throne rooms or whatever you're gonna call them like deep in the pyramids and whatnot are crazy because they depict helicopters and shit like that where it's just like yo you guys don't have helicopters right it's like they don't have means of transportation for aerial transportation back then so i don't get it i don't get it what's crazy though is this masked man can chop a head off with a machete that's very good work it's not easy to cut through cartilage bone neck yeah neck is not easy to chop off that's probably i would say unless you have the sharpest tool in the shed (laughs) not the easiest thing to do I don't think cutting anybody's limb off is probably the easiest thing to do. In reality, like, I really just like the story because, like, you feel like you get to know the person and, like, how, you know, their mom's death was kept a secret from them. And they saw an opportunity to, like, possibly learn about their mom. I am a little sad that we never get to figure out why his mom got murdered. Yeah. That's a little fucked. Like, I I really wish they would have tied up some loose ends on that one. But that's fine. It's it's just a story. Did you get it? I do think that... I mean, we could try to draw a conclusion from the story, maybe. Because remember, they felt uncomfortable oh, in the car. What, what if, if... it was the Volkswagen? No, no, no. His well, mom got that, lured to the Volkswagen. That could, that could be it. What if... What if this... Or um, her mom, sorry. It's mom. We, we don't, I don't even remember if it was a boy or girl that we were talking about the story. I don't remember because her friend... Maybe it was her, her friend or his name? Because I don't ever change my voice to being a girl voice when it is a girl. Because it'd be very hard. But they said their friend, Ellie, Ellie. went missing, right? And was never found. What if that person's mom... I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist at all. Because I really don't remember the person's name that we're talking about at all in the story. I I literally just read it and went completely blank. But what if their mom was, like, also a victim of this traveling museum? And the museum pops up, say, like, every year or something. So people in the town know not to go there. Unless they don't get told about it, or these tourists come in and look at it, and then boom, dead to the museum. Ooh. So it's constantly like getting its power from killing people. 
Oh. And, and they didn't want to tell her about it because she would go looking in that fucking museum. Right. Now it's just going to move towns again for a while. It seems like you could imply that. I mean, like, right? I, I'm making it the up. the cops but... came up in there and stuff? Yeah, and nothing so was like, there. So, like, oh, we're just going to dip out of here And your dad never wanted to tell you about it. Why? Probably because if he told you to go look for this museum, you're going to go look for a museum and kill just like your mother. Ooh. 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 That's why he doesn't like talking about it. Because he knows exactly what happened, and he knows if he tells the, the child that he has, I... I need to look up this person's name. It doesn't ever say their actual name. Okay, so the kid. We'll just say the kid because I don't even know. The kid has a friend named Ellie. Yeah, that's the only name that's in the story is Ellie. But so the kid literally doesn't get told because his dad knows her her dad, his or her dad. That I feel like that's totally plausible. That, that makes sense. It makes sense of why you wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't tell them. Like if it were, if it were Violet. Because you know, like if someone, if. If Jenna Someone died, tells me yeah. my mom died because she went to a museum. I'm gonna go to that museum because yeah, I'm gonna, especially Dude, literally to find answers. Yes, literally. I was gonna say if I told Violet that Jenna died at the Frolenthal Museum, which is not even a museum; it's a theater. I, like, what is she gonna do? Never go there because she doesn't want to know anything about her mom or why or like see this place for herself. I bet you she does when she's old enough. Because I know I would because. Curiosity is a very powerful thing. Jenna is fine, people. She's not dead. <laughs> I promise. She's at home with Violet sleeping on the couch. But, yeah, I mean, it makes total sense to me. I, anything that happened to my parents, I would have to go to the, the spa that it happened. I've had friends die in car accidents, and I went to the scene of the accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you to feel, feel closer like to To connected, them. exactly. Like, the connection's still there. Like, yes, it might have been a tragic thing to have happened there, but, like... At the same time, like, knowing that that was that person's, like, final place on this earth that is, like, a special, like, feeling for, like, at least to me it would be, where it's, like, yeah, like, this was it. <laughs> like, this yeah, is where it, it all ended. If you haven't had that experience in life, you most likely probably will because we're all human. Mm-hmm. And it happens. You'll, you'll feel most likely the same as me and Trevor have felt. I've feel pretty confident in that yeah i said it's a and it very makes, different experience and that just ties the ends to the story i think that his his or her mom head got shrunken i think so i think at any point in the story if you don't think that his mom or her mom had some very big reason in this museum showing up or going to this museum i think that's not like you know, it's probably not. It probably is. It has to do with my it. my two conclusions: either the van, the Volkswagen, mm. mom got lured into that, or mom got lured to the museum. I think mom went to me, like told dad went to museum and then never came back, and now dad knows about museum, doesn't want to tell kid. That would make sense, at least. I think either of those makes. Yeah, sense. I think either of them. Just because, like, if you go back in the story, like they. So she drove fell. the Volkswagen because she was the killer. Oh, plot twist. Bigger plot twist. <laughs> Mom is wearing the mask with the machete. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to go back and re-go through all of this. That's why they didn't Holy kill her. Holy shit. She let her go because she didn't want to chop her head off. 
We're not sure. We're gender neutral on this. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going back and forth this entire time if it's a guy or a girl, because you can guys can have girly friends and guys right, girls yeah. can have guy friends, so and it's it not never, even weird. Never, never says. I'm yeah, and it just doesn't does never implies it either. It's probably smart to write it like that, honestly. I would think so. Keeps you wondering. Yeah, keeps me on my toes because <laughs> I really don't know. What's a bigger mystery at the stroke Yeah, like, what, what is the gender of the person reading the story? Because I really genuinely don't know. Like, and it's not supposed to be a dig or anything. Like, I just can't figure it out at this point. And I read it. <laughs> well, this story has been a lot of fun. Um, I get it. Like we've said, it definitely bumped. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's been a while since we actually did a story like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's always fun to do these and if you guys want to continue hearing them like we can always do a lot more or if you guys want to hear some more of our newer interesting or i don't even know if interesting or is the right word to use yeah, there and check our facebook page every once in a while because we'll be writing our own creepy pastas and posting them maybe we'll have facebook. like submissions for contests maybe we'll read them but we just like putting them on facebook so you guys can just read it something one day and just kind of get a good story in yeah and maybe we'll have a contest we, yeah we'll, <laughs> will you guys write us a creepypasta and we'll read it online if it's good enough yeah. but people don't like to comment in anything of ours <laughs> so please leave please a like don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're on youtube yeah tell your friends word of mouth is always great too don't forget to follow us if you're on apple or spotify or podbean or a review on Apple would be great, too. Yeah, a review helps on a lot. Apple really, really helps us a lot. Uh, a like and a subscribe on a video are, like, tremendous for the algorithm on YouTube. Yes, sir. And especially because we're getting plays from all over the world, guys. It's actually a phenomenal. Like, yeah, we appreciate. That we have such a reach. Every we appreciate single every one single of you. one of you from every single corner of the globe. I think we have plays in 23 different countries across the globe. Been telling people 15. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, all of you that are from different countries and keep tuning in to us, like, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. And if you guys have any hometown stories that you guys want to send our way so we can get into yeah, this, if please. Yeah, some lore from other angles of Another the country Earth, story like, would be amazing. Would absolutely love that. I mean, I think this story has, like, European vibes. Yeah, so. the, when they said pound or whatever the denotion was for the, their money, because it was, yeah, it was definitely not, like, cash like they didn't say yeah. like straight up like a dollar from mom. american like yeah he said mom english so i probably could have put that like british swag on it but i'm not the best <laughs> at it yet so don't worry we're still working on our voice acting it is it is improving every day don't worry <laughs> so we love you guys thank yeah, you we love you don't forget to check out our merch we'll have some new new merch coming out very very soon we're working on it and fresh fit it still so get ready for a new line of merch to be dropping very soon and, and remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night peace bye